Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves. Here at the Good Dog Pod, we are all about supporting dog breeders and responsible dog ownership. We provide dog lovers with the latest updates in canine health and veterinary care, animal legislation and legal advocacy, canine training and behavior science, and dog breeding practices. Subscribe and join our mission today to help give our dogs the world they deserve. Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and one of my very favorite humans on the planet, Dr. Gail Watkins, one of our breeder experts here at Good Dog, is joining me today. And we have huge news, like huge. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> We're very excited that Gail's Your Litter A to Z is being released and has, we believe, just dropped to our good dog breeders. And Gail, I am so excited and I really want to share with people what they're going to find in this course work that you have available. I am super excited as well. I've been so looking forward to this day when we can give this to good dog breeders. So Your Litter A to Z is Avidog's foundation or flagship course that has developed and arisen over the last, boy, about 25 years. And it's kind of a unique course. It has 18 modules and it takes you from laying the stage for a breeding through getting your dog and your bitch, getting their nutrition, their fitness, their stress levels, all of those things all the way through step-by-step through the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, through labor and whelping with videos and checklists and things like that, all the way to sending your puppies home. And you can enter it from the beginning and take the course from beginning to end, or you can pop in, say you just heard about this and your puppies are 48 hours old. Well, module eight is the first 48 hours, and you can dive right in and you can start taking the information or using the information because we have checklists. Because you know, we're all really tired when this happens. Okay, so when I've been up for 72 hours straight bottle feeding a litter of puppies that I had by C-section and mom won't make any milk, does it just really tell me what I'm supposed to do? Because I promise you, I don't remember my name. It has a little to print button and you click on that and you print the checklist off. I can find my printer. I can do it. Literally, the goal was to make it so that we could do this when we were stressed, we were tired, we have driven across the country to do a breeding and we can't get the breeding. What are the steps we need to take for each portion of our breedings? And I'm a great believer in things like checklists and videos and transcripts and Oh my gosh, is this a pyometra? Gosh, I can click on this link and go to the report on pyometra that has the symptoms, has what we should be doing when, and then what likely our vet is going to do. Because this entire course is talking about our partnership with our repro team and how important they are to our success. So 
it's about as thorough as we can possibly make it. And the really interesting thing, so this course has been available for almost a decade now, which is hard for me to imagine. And we've had readers who have never read a litter before take it. This is through Avidog, Avidog. just to be this clear. This is through Avidog, correct. And people can buy it through Avidog for something like $500, right? It's $500, correct. Okay. $497, actually. I'm saying it's a steal at twice the price, but, and again, I hate to sound like, you know, there's another thing. That's- <laughs> <laughs> but wait, but there's, there's more. more. <laughs> you get Ginzu steak knives too. Right, exactly. There's no steak knives, but this actually is the huge deal here. Good Dog has made it so that good dog breeders who are signed up with Good Dog can take this course for free. That is huge. Exactly. And it's pretty easy. There is going to be a link emailed to you, or there's going to be a link in the Good Breeder Center under exclusive for Good Breeder. You'll be able to click on that link, put in your name, your email address, and you're in the course. And you can start anywhere you want in the course. In addition, But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. With this course also comes twice monthly live coaching calls, group calls. We just had one last night. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Any good dog breeder can join in on the calls. We actually have great discussions. So you can ask questions if you want. But sometimes, so last night we were just talking about the You're probably familiar with it, but the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists, the ACVOS Blue Book, and how all of us, this amazing resource that the ACVO and the OFA put out where we can see what's happening in our breed with regard to eye issues. So we talk about that. We talk about nomographs. We talk about all kinds of crazy things on the calls, or we talk about some real basic things. So the calls are wonderful. And then obviously, hopefully, as everyone knows, we have the Good Dog Facebook group, private Facebook group, where you, Susan, and I, and other experienced breeders are there to help answer questions, resolve issues. And then... But wait, there's more? (laughs) We have Susan's amazing Straight from the Whelping Box. Yes. And if you get yourself a show puppy, you can come read Straight from the Center of the Ring column. And watch our Facebook lives. So there you go. We've got the whole package here. I was just going to say. And then you have all of Laura's podcasts and Facebook lives, which she coached me through so nicely (laughs) last time we were on together. So huge package. But the coursework, what the coursework gives you is the ability to read things at three in the morning Mm -hmm. when you're not awake and I'm I'm not awake. (laughs) Exactly. And that, I think, provides people with an awful lot of reassurance. As I said, the foundation of the course are the checklist, but there's also the book itself. So it's a book that's split into chapters, and the book itself is probably 300 pages. So I highly recommend people don't print it. And the reason we haven't published that book, we've made it into a course, is because we update it at least monthly with new science, with new experience, with new suggestions. And so it's rather than a published book, which I love, I'm a big fan of publishing books, but then they become static. 
and you don't tend to release them every month or every year. And so this gives us the ability to constantly be updating. And we're pretty lucky right now. There was a period of time where there was no research on dog reproduction and fertility and puppy raising. And now in the last three years, there's been this exponential growth in research on dogs, which we want to make sure we're incorporating all that new stuff as we're breeding our dogs. So what I learned 40 years ago and what you learned 40 years ago. You mean it's outdated? It's maybe outdated. Yours isn't, but mine is. No, but, no, mine is too, because we learned it at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh, you think of what we learned and now it's amazing we actually right. got dogs pregnant. Let's just use one perfect example simply because it's the one that still just stings and resonates in my mind. And that is, we did a lot of C-sections. I come from Clumber Spaniels originally. We did everything almost as a C-section. We swung a lot of puppies. I mean, we swung a lot of puppies in my day. I remember my mentor teaching me how to properly swing puppies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I was taught by my veterinarian. Because I was in there. And now we know. And now we know that that's not the right way to do it. And the Dealey catheter and all of the things that we have learned in the intervening 40 years is what I think is most important about what you guys are doing with this particular course. Because I learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. And we're able to share it with everybody who is a good breeder. Absolutely. That's okay. And you get more successful breedings, more healthy puppies, better placements, which we all know makes all of our lives better and easier. Good for us, good for the puppies, good for the buyers. And the bomb-proofing your puppy and all of the socialization and raising things that not only make better placements because you have a better understanding of your families based on what you're learning, but the puppy's more liable to stay in that home for the duration, because it has a good foundation that you've laid based on the knowledge in these courses. Absolutely. And the whole goal of the course is to produce healthier, more stable puppies, as healthy as we can make them, as stable as we can make each individual puppy. So things that we can do at two days can reduce hip dysplasia, can improve the puppy's temperament as an adult, can improve its ability to handle stress because all of our dogs are stressed. There's no dogs that can undergo no stress in their life. So how do we prepare dogs for what's kind of a pretty crazy world right now? And that's the kinds of things we talk about in the course. Like I said, I have long been a huge fan of yours and of Avidogs and talked to you on the Pure Dog Talk podcast many years ago and actually Mary did. And learned more from those four episodes that you did for Pure Dog Talk than I had maybe ever learned in my life in one sitting. It was serious. I mean, I'm deadly serious. I literally changed half a dozen things about how I whelp and raise puppies based on those four podcast interviews. Serious. I remember those. We talked about bomb proofing. We talked about traction. We Mm -hmm. talked about early scent introduction. Yep. Yep. And we talked about vaccinations. Yes. Nomographs. Absolutely. Yes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to provide some sample information in this podcast for people. 
so that they'll have some of that to draw on. Let's begin now. So the neonatal period, we call this period where they go from potatoes to puppies because neonatal puppies are just so helpless. They're such an unusual phase of dogs. And if you've raised puppies, you don't think anything about it, but they don't really look like dogs or act like dogs. They appear to be completely helpless. They can't see, hear, can't control their body temperature. They can only move in circles. They have very limited ability to communicate. They can't even pee and poop on their own. So they're a really apparently helpless creature. But in reality, there's an awful lot going on in their brains. This is a massive stage of brain development in puppies. They are creating synapses, connections between brain cells. They are also cutting them out. They're reducing the number of synapses they have that aren't of value to them. So even this early in a puppy's life, it's brains making a decision about what nerve connections it needs and which ones it doesn't. So as we think about the kinds of activities those puppies should be involved in, kind of environment that they need, a lot of it is related to setting their brain up for lifetime success as well as their immune system and their body. So what are the things that I think about that really leap out during this period? Number one, mothers. Their mother is so key to their development, it's really incalculable. So Mother dogs, in addition to providing heat or warmth and milk, also do mothering. And mothering is a term that captures the kinds of things that moms do to puppies. So they lick them, they clean them, they poke them, they scrub them down, they touch them. They touch them all over. A lot of the touching is on the genitals as they clean the puppies, but they're rolling them around. Some moms might even put their paw on them to scrub them and make sure that they're spotless. All of those actions are developing the puppy far beyond just hygiene, just cleanliness. It stabilizes the puppy's stress management response over a lifetime. So it is that mothering that sets our dogs up to be able to handle stress in the future. And so what are stress management systems in dogs? How do we see it? Well, we know we talk about bomb-proof dogs, dogs that just don't respond to stressful events. Or if they do, they could be startled by something, but then they just shake it off and they go on and they don't get upset, they don't get aggressive, they don't react to it, they don't bark at it. That's a very good stress management system. It's a stress management system that realizes there's stress, it goes up, and then it immediately comes back down again. There are other dogs with less effective stress management systems, and those are dogs that go up, that spin up, and don't come back down again. And their body has trouble re-engaging or stabilizing their response to the world. So depending upon the breed or even the individual dog, that could be reactivity. So it could be reactive barking. It could be aggression, depending upon the breed, or it could be fearfulness, bolting, running, quivering, shaking, urinating, things like that. And those are at the extremes. There are the dogs that maybe aren't that bad, but simply once they get stressed, they have trouble getting themselves back under control again. So what differentiates a dog's ability to respond to stress as an adult? Well, some of it is going to be its genetics, what it got from its parents, but a lot of it is the mothering that it received in the first two weeks of life. 
And so allowing moms access to their puppies, ensuring that we select moms that do engage with their puppies in those first two weeks, and then stepping back and letting it happen. We monitor it, but you've raised puppies. You know, it's not real gentle sometimes. I mean, they can be really scrubbing puppies down and the puppies crying and mom couldn't care less. She's going to do what she needs to do to make sure that that puppy is okay. Tell us what is your favorite chapter in your litter A to Z and what's in it? Oh my gosh. Well, I love them all, but I think the pivotal one is module two, she's in season. Because if you don't successfully do that one, you may as well just stop. The The other 16 don't matter. (laughs) That's right. Because if she's not pregnant, then you simply are not going to be able to do anything else. All right. So talk to us about module two. What's in that? So in module two, we have, as I said, a bunch of forms to print. You've got two checklists this time. You have she's in season. So that's going to be, what do you do about vaccinations? What do you do about other health issues? What do you do about nutrition? We've got a nutrition per module. What do you do about worming? All of these things. And then we have a timing your breeding checklist. And the timing your breeding checklist is very specific to how are you going to breed. And when I say specific, Laura, it is when do you go to the vet? What tube do you use to draw blood for progesterone? And if you can do vaginal cytology, how do you read your vaginal cytology? How do you use that to save money on progesterone tests? Because you can start your progesterone tests later with confidence, without missing your bitch. So when I say we are specific, I'm reading, have the vet or tech draw blood in a plain red top tube, spin it down into serum, keep five to six drops in a small tube that you have dated, you have written a date on the outside, and then submit the remaining serum for progesterone testing. That's how specific these are, because the devil is in the details in dog breeding. You can have these grand and glorious plans and you can have these general ideas. But when you're sitting there looking at that progesterone test and say, what does 2.7 nanograms mean? What do I do next? It's really important when you do that next thing and what you do. And what the next thing is. What the next thing is. And it is not breeder. It (laughs) is not breeder. Not at 2.7. It is definitely not breeder. It is not semen. So back to my modules. So we have the forms to print. We have forms to download. So we have a really cool breeding diary worksheet where you can breeding diary. Nice. So this tracks your breeding and it comes in a couple of different file formats. I know Google spreadsheets are your favorite. Not. But <laughs> can I have it in a regular old MS Word doc? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> you can print it as an MS Word doc, but the really cool thing about it is that when you put in the numbers, either nanograms per milliliter or nanomoles per liter, it begins to tell you what you should do next. Oh my gosh. And we have 
interpretation. So another worksheet is an interpretation that says you get 2.7. Do this within X number of days. Right. So it walks you through. Say you're using fresh children. You're shipping it in. When do you ship? Right. And those are all those decisions because, you know, if you miss by a day, that can be the end of the entire thing. So she's at 2.7, and that means her LH peak was most likely yesterday, and you should expect to see 100% cornified. She's now in estrus. And your next step, if you have fresh semen, is to retest in a day. If you are using frozen, you are not going to breed. If you're shipping in frozen, you're going to ship it today. Excellent. So that's an example. And that's one of 200 tools through this entire course and such a small piece, but kind of a key piece. So you have your breeding diary, you have your chapter that you're going to read that's going to tell you about the estrus cycle and things like that. You know, I'm just a bit of a geek. Uh -uh. I'm saying that kindly to myself. But what the course does is it takes these geeky terms, translates them, and then at the very bottom of the page is all the research you might want to read if you are a geek like me. So the checklists are sort of step-by-step do this then, but if you want to dig into the science, just keep going down the page, find the additional resources, and you can just dig into all the research you want to. And I think, Gail, that is kind of where I was going to go next. This isn't just for the very first litter you've had. I mean, this is what I'm saying. When I first heard some of your sort of excerpts from this basic thing in those early Pure Dog Talk episodes, I'd been breeding at that point for 40 years, if I go back with my family or close to it, and I learned a ton. I've had and whelped and raised at that point two or three dozen litters of puppies. And I'm learning things. And this is what I'm trying to say. I think that there is so much accumulated knowledge that this is of value to anyone and everyone. And it's free. (laughs) And it's free for good breeders. I really can't get past that because I think it is such an enormously big deal. I'm there doing my pom-poms and shooting off fireworks because... You're so cute in your rah-rah outfit. (laughs) And, you know, Laura, I am in charge of this course, and I print those checklists for every single litter I have. Because even when you've done it a lot, it's easy to forget things. And I have a blog on this written by my younger brother, who has worked with me in Avidog now for two years. My younger brother is a retired Colonel Army helicopter pilot. And as he reminds us, he literally has never taken off in a helicopter without going through a checklist. And he's an instructor pilot. He's this amazing pilot. And he is never going to take off without that checklist. If you think about what we're doing, those oversights, those, I forgot this, the, oh my gosh, I forgot to give her folic acid. Oh my gosh, I forgot to check X. Those really matter to how many puppies survive, how pregnant she is. And there is variation in pregnancy, as you know, Uh like her 
to get and stay pregnant with a nice sized litter. And bitches get pregnant, but they don't stay pregnant. And so how we manage that really, really matters. So you're right. I'm learning all the time in this course. And the course takes information from a huge array of people, research, resources. Truly crowdsourced knowledge. Truly. And so the other thing I think of, Gail, is I am now, as you know, sort of not actually personally doing all of my wealthing. I'm sort of coaching or mentoring people who are continuing with my dogs. And for me, the benefit and something to think about for people who maybe you don't need it, but you are trying to help somebody else and you forgot to tell them to worm their bitch. And there you go. The things that you just don't come right off the top of your head, off the tip of your tongue. Especially when you're on the phone talking to someone else or you're Zooming with someone else. And the things that are obvious to you aren't obvious to them. And then it's things like, oh, I forgot to tell them to start worming their bitch on day 40 of pregnancy. It's now day 60. Can I start? Can they start now? Should they start now? All of those kinds of questions, because, you know, there's a million questions that are related to producing a single litter, let alone many litters. So all of those issues are the goal of this. Plus those minor little things like calculations, dosing. So we have calculators for... Please, can you tell me how much is a meg per keg? Because that's (laughs) going to make my head spin off my body. And we have the, do you weigh your dog in pounds or kilograms? So you don't have to do the translation of it. So you know we're always saying that you should make sure that your bitch's food has a 1 to 1 to 1.3 to 1 calcium phosphorus ratio. Well, that sounds really good, but you know, that's not what's on the bag. What's on the bag is that it has 1.1% calcium to 0.8 phosphorus. Well, what the heck does that mean? Cool little calculator, pop those numbers in there, and it tells you whether this is good or not. I know my phone has a calculator, but I don't ever remember. Am I supposed to divide that into that or that into the other thing? And then what do I do with it? Which one goes on top? Yeah. So that's a lot of the course. I love it. Yeah. And I think the calls are equally important. Yeah. Now I'm going to like come hang out with you guys. (laughs) Oh, come hang out. So we do two calls a month. The second Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 8 p.m., and then middle of the day on the fourth Wednesday. But there's something about, this is terrible, but you and I have done Wine Wednesdays. Yes. Sitting there 8 o'clock at night or 5 p.m. Pacific time with your wine, just talking to dog breeders, just talking. The Pure Dog Talk patrons, the after dark, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And I think that as this pandemic has rolled out, as we have lived through this last year and a half, one of the things that we have found that is more important than we maybe realized is community. Absolutely. And community matters and having people around you that are supportive and helpful and like-minded and able to have a conversation that has nothing to do with the outside world. It has just to do with what we're working on. And I have found it to be 
the stuff that I do really, really important. And I think that people who are missing out on what you're doing with these calls are missing something invaluable. I totally agree. And I think for dog breeders, being a part of that like-minded, so you don't have to be in lockstep. Right. I always tell the story, like Susan and I completely disagree on how to handle umbilical cords. Neither of us is wrong. We don't fight about it. We can discuss the differences in what we do and offer both of them to people. And I don't agree with either one of you. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. And none of us are wrong. And I think bringing multiple perspectives and some whys, you know, why would you do something different with a giant breed puppy that you would not do with a toy breed puppy? Thinking through all of those. And it's easy to say, you know, I've bred Labradors for 40 years and that's all I care about. But you never know where you might venture out and you never know what another breed may inform your decisions and your actions. And another breed may be tackling an issue that you haven't even thought about before, but you can learn from it. But then all of a sudden shows up. Exactly. Yes. Inevitably, they show up. Inevitably. Yes. So I think that it's the crowdsourced knowledge, the availability, the accessibility, the straight from you know what I'm saying? A to Z, literally. A to Z, beginning to end. Exactly. And I just think of all of the situations in which I wish I would have had this information in years past. And so I'm very excited about this. And everybody who's listening, who is even thinking about having a litter should definitely check this out. I'm very excited too. And I can't wait to see everyone in the course. Excellent. Well, Gail, as always, it is amazing to see your smiling face. And I cannot thank you enough for the wealth of knowledge that you bring to dog breeders. Thanks, Laura. Can't wait to share this with everyone. Excellent. Good Dog is a secure online community that advocates for dog breeders, educates the public, helps informed puppy buyers connect directly with certified good breeders, and promotes responsible dog ownership. Good Dog is offering its Good Breeders special advanced access to the video recordings and transcripts for the full three-part Q&A webinar series with Dr. Hutchinson. All you have to do is sign up as a breeder at gooddog.com slash join. That is g-o-o-d-d-o-g dot com slash join. Or click the link in the show notes.